your Bibles this morning. If you brought a Bible, hopefully you did, or your electronic if device. If you need a Bible, we have some yes. back there. The ushers will serve you with one. To Jude. Just simply raise your hand. The book of Jude. Yeah. Towards the end of the New Testament, right before Revelation. Right before Revelation. Jude 24. There's only one chapter. Yeah. So we're going to continue to share with you today about unleashing the power of God through the Word of God. And it's, uh, specifically, we're going to focus in on how this happens through prayer. And if there was ever a time uh, that we need to get serious about knowing God, mm -hmm. growing in our faith, yep. and gaining some spiritual discernment as we see the signs of the times, like what Jason was just mentioning, it's now. Uh, and so let's just read. We're going to read from Jude 24. It says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling yeah. and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Mm. <laughs> to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory and majesty and dominion and authority before all time, both now and forever. Ooh. Amen. Amen. So let's just pray before we begin. Father God, we worship you. Yes. We come, Lord, we, we know the presence of the Holy Spirit is here among us. And so we are yielding our spirit to your spirit, Lord. Teach us this morning, especially this word, your promises that you'll keep us from stumbling through this life and, to, and by the help and the power of the Holy Spirit, present us blameless before Christ on that great day. Because oh. Jesus, we believe and know that you are coming back yes. to this earth to set up your millennial kingdom. And we want to be ready for you. We want to rule and reign with you. Yes. And so teach us this morning. We open up our spirit. We open up our ears, Lord, to be taught. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes. Well, like we said last week, that if we want to unleash the power in the word of God, this is a living word. It's Amen. a sacred word. These are divine words. They're God's words. <laughs> if we want to unleash its power, we first have to put it inside of us. We have to know what it says. We cannot just go, oh, this book has power and someone's going to work in my life. We must. <laughs> it's like a seed that goes down inside of our heart. And as we believe and act upon it, it begins to work. Um, in our lives, and we, we want to just stress again, too, if you, to become a part of the chronological reading plan. It's yeah. just so good to uh, challenge ourselves to read this together and to share our thoughts on it with one another. I've, we've just heard so many people say this already along the way. I've, God is just showing me new things yeah. that I never saw in the Bible. And people so you think that they thought they do, but then when they start reading yeah. it, then they know that, oh, now I know. I used to think this way, but now I know. Yeah, yeah. And you can go to the app. You can go to Uversion to hook in anyways. Yeah. And just encourage you. Please. Uh, to please. Join in. Yeah, join in. Uh, it's because it's just, again, so vital that we, as Christians, read and study. And it, it, I say study because you have to do more mm -hmm. than just read. You have to think about it. And the more you think about it, the more you want to go, wait a minute, what does that mean? I think yeah. this refers to this scripture. And you start to study the word of God. And, of course, his word, like we just read, it, it, his promises that if we hold fast to his word, he, it will keep us from stumbling through life, going, staying on the narrow path. Yes. Uh, 
until the day of Christ. And in, in, and in the day and time that we live in, our faith and our obedience to stay on the narrow path and to follow God's word is going to continue to be tested and tried in the fires of the culture around us. I mean, look at the world we live in. Yeah, come on, guys. And just like Jason said, that's why we chuckled as you spoke, Jason, because in my notes I wrote, we aren't going back to normal. <laughs> you just said that. We, whatever normal was to us, we're not going back you know, to normal. I mean, just look back at the last two years yeah. and what has happened. There are so many things that have shifted and shaken since COVID, the virus, appeared. I mean, just think about one little microscopic virus. <laughs> which was likely created from the news. what it was. Pardon me? It was a biological weapon. Well, I mean, new evidence likely says it was made in a, in, in, on a lab and in a Chinese lab and leaked from a Chinese lab, but it infected the entire world. Yep. Did it not? And almost instantly, it didn't take very long for everything to start shaking because of it. And not just because of the illness itself, which was you know, many ways bad enough, but so many other things in the last two years, more evil yep. than good has been brought out into the open. It's <laughs> it called normal. It's like the spirit of Antichrist is just exposing himself. Like there's been this explosion of lawlessness unfolding every day. You just read and you go, who would have thought? Like, yeah. am I, who's crazy here? You know? <laughs> I mean, there's just, and I, I want to just name a few things as we, yes, as we were putting the notes together. We thought there's just so many issues pushing out for, for people of God, particularly to, to accept, to go along with. We've got the LGBTQ issues, you know, with the, the gender confusion. You know, we say, well, don't call it confusion. But there's, and there are counselors that are, losing their license if somebody comes to them and wants to, does not want to have a, this sexual orientation, that there's an unwanted orientation that they have towards their sex. They don't want it. They want counsel. Counselors are losing their licenses for offering help. help. They're, they're getting, I just listened to a podcast the other day that was a, a well-known person who's written many books a lot of research on this very thing. His channel was just taken down one day and said his channel was a place where people who'd had unwanted sexual orientations, they wanted help. Like they wanted to know what the Bible even said. Can you help me? They took his channel off. All the statistics that showed how people were getting help and said you're, they labeled it hate speech. And, he, and then, then the person said, there's, if you look through that channel and all the statistics, there's not one word related to hate in all of this. Yeah. It's related to helping people mm-hmm. who, who should be able to make a choice and say, I'd like to go this direction for help. Should that not be available? Like, where's free speech? Right. And it didn't fit, they said, into their community standards. Their community standards. You know. I mean, it's a nice word. It sounds so nice. We have community standards. <laughs> and you're welcome to join ours. Yeah. But if they don't fit into this, see, you, you know, you're canceled. out. You're canceled. And so they're really offering and telling the world, here's a new morality. 
here's the new world morality. And because these social media outlets are so big, mm -hmm. think of the influence they're having on what you're hearing and what you're not able to hear. What you're not able to I hear. I mean, videos offered by top research scientists, doctors. This is not hate speech, but just removed because they have another opinion, that they have another research uh, mm -hmm. study that shows something different than what the government is putting out, let's say, about COVID. Not just our government. Not just our government. I mean, Facebook is doing the same thing. They, they're taking down, like, the whole, the whole truckers. Peaceful protest against the vaccine mandates. They just removed the site where people can find out what's happening. And join. And join in. Where do I go? Just took it down. And their GoFundMe thing is yeah. removed? They were concerned that it's going to turn into a violent protest. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, so what was occupying Oregon, Oregon you know, a couple summers ago and burning down cities, basically, Minnesota. taking over? Yeah. Yeah. Those were peaceful. Yeah, those were, they, nothing happened to those people. <laughs> that was okay to make a wasteland of people's personal businesses through violence and fire. Yeah. And here you have peaceful protests against, are we not allowed to do that against government mandates? You've got the Swedes, you know, who are happy to go cashless. This they've, is crazy. They've got yeah. implant, I mean, this has been going on for a couple of years now. They have these implant parties where thousands of, I mean, thousands of Swedish people have been implanted with a, you know, a small little size of a rice. In their, in a, their hand. A chip in their hand. They, have, they call them chipping parties. And, hey, they're happy. Right. They're saying, look, your ID's here. You don't have to carry that big fat wallet. You know, the keys that you're always losing, just this will open the door, and you can put your vaccine passport in here. And, and you could go pay for groceries. It's, yeah. I mean, Hello, folks. that country is well on its way. Anybody read the to Bible? functioning in a cashless way. And then, you know, you can just be sure also that you've got this on you. You can eat out and shop and buy wherever you want, depending mm -hmm. on if you're in the city on, that girl. says you can't shop or buy unless you have the vaccine. It's crazy. This is what's happening right now. Where is, yeah, where are our freedoms going? I mean, then just you read regularly about the, the apostasy people who are well-known Christians for long periods of time in their life just walking away, renouncing their faith. Uh, persecution of Christians, you know, Christians are, one, are the highest persecuted religious people. group in the world yeah. right now. If you will just subscribe, go online and look at Voice of the Martyrs, yes, your eyes will be open. Please, you know, like, please do that. I didn't realize this is happening around the world to people, my brothers and sisters in Christ. That's right. We're because one, we're one family yes. in Christ. Come and, on now. You know, I, I look around and I think in the last couple of years, the Bible, of course, talks about birth pains before the return of Christ. Mm -hmm. I'd say we were experiencing some birth pains, right? And that's why we aren't returning to normal, because once labor, once you're in labor and birth pains, you don't ever reverse and the baby just eventually comes, right? Is that right, women? Birth pains just continue in intensity and timing until the birth takes place. And so we can look at this. And we don't want to hide our heads in the sand. Oh, no, we, we want to sing the song. We will not be shaken. That's right. Right? We yes. will not be shaken. For our Christians, God is able. Yes, it's an exciting time in that sense. Yes. 
um, for such a time as this, God has you in the earth. So we should not fear. That's right. But Jesus, you know, there's a lot of uh, warnings in Scripture, and there's a lot of teaching in Scripture about what to do when we see these things happening. Mm -hmm. Like in Luke, we're not going to turn there, but Luke 21 is a chapter where Jesus says, like, when you see all these things happening, take heed to yourself. So he says, pay attention to how you're living. Pay attention to what you're doing with your time, your priorities, and the perspective that you have. Right. And watch and pray. He's saying watch, which means stay spiritually alert. Come on. So you why? So you don't stumble. Because even though the scripture we just read, Jesus said he's able to keep you from stumbling. We have to be linked up and partnered with him. We have to be people holding fast to him. Come on now. So it's not as though we do nothing. If we do nothing and we stay ignorant, Bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge. And so we need, we are going to need strength of spirit in the days ahead. And the way the Bible says you get strength of spirit is by putting this, hiding this word in your heart. Yes. And then of course, obeying it. And we, we, once again, I want to ask you to go to the U version and join what we're doing. Just start in where we are right now. It's really important to do that. It's really important because you're going to hear different opinions, uh, just things that are seen that you might not have seen, somebody else does see and brings it out. That's called the body of Christ. That's called the body of Christ. You know, but there's been, like Pastor Mamie was talking about, just putting this out. It's in our face right now, but it it's makes it sound like it's so easy. And Because if you watch a commercial, then everything's happy. Oh, yeah, I'll get this, and they're happy. There's a family. It, there's not much family like they show on TV, folks. Not in the commercials. But then that will lull you to sleep, and you will not see what is truly happening in the world. Because from the beginning, there's been a clash of wills since the Garden of Eden. You know that story. Because Satan desires to control the earth. He's looking to have full dominion of this earth. He wants to let lawlessness happen. And that's part of the plan. Lawlessness and bring order out of chaos. But what happens, then we start giving up freedoms. We'll bring order out of chaos. Do you have the chip? We're going to get everything in order. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 2 calls Satan the prince of the power of the air. Mm -hmm. His deceptive influence works on minds. It works on people's minds. And if it's for anyone who gives him any attention or gives them their heart, he's starting to take control of what you do. Understand, it's called deceptive. Everything he does is deceptive. Half truth here, then here's the, here's the blade that'll cut you. <laughs> His mode of attack is toward our mind. You know, you have goofy thoughts that come to your mind. Those thoughts aren't from you. Those thoughts are from the enemy. Now, if you start taking those thoughts and play a movie out in your mind, you're starting to feed that 
and you're causing it to grow. Now, if we are loaded up with the Word of God, and we put that in our mind, put that in our heart, we meditate on that, that's what we will not be shaken. Glory to God. I want you to turn to John chapter 8, verse 44. John chapter 8, verse 44. You see, the real test is, will I adopt and believe and follow God's standard, or will I adopt and believe Satan's thoughts? Or the community standards. <laughs> <laughs> well, go for it, girl. <laughs> Rome, it's John chapter 8, verse 44. See, the Bible says there's no truth in, G, in, in the, uh, Satan. You know, Jesus is talking here, and he's giving a uh, really a, a character sketch of the devil. And he's, he's saying to the Pharisees, see, these Pharisees have been deceived and they have accepted the thoughts of the devil and they're, they're in control of the religious realm at the time. And here comes Jesus, the Son of God, and they're always attacking him. And he said, you look for eternal life in the, in the scriptures, and they're all talking about me. And they didn't recognize him because of their elevated position that people gave to them. It says, are you there? Verse 44. He speak, Jesus himself is speaking to the Pharisees here. You're your, of your father, the devil. You want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks from his own nature for he is a liar and the father of lies. Think of all the news and the opinions that are flooding across social media every second. What's truth? What's a lie? <laughs> you know? And if you're not familiar with the truth, it'll be so easy for you to be deceived and believe a lie. It's easy to see that some of the large media outlets are actually motivated by the spirit of this age. Again, they want to set the community standard for you. <laughs> and their community standard is not this standard. See, they're going to have to be judged by this standard no matter what they claim. They want to tell you what to believe. <laughs> and any opposition gets canceled. That's what's happened in China. That's what's happened in Russia. That's what's happening in Canada. That's what the Democratic Party wants to happen here. And some Republicans too. They're all vying for position. Control. And I have to tell you that the influence on people's mind from the media is strong. <clears throat> because if you can influence people's thoughts, then you're going to influence the way they believe. And if they believe a lie, it'll run their life and they'll keep going in that lie. Okay? 
And that belief turns into action, okay, and behaviors, and it's going to eventually say and turn it into what and who I worship. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, who's behind everything that's going on that we've been talking about? Come on. It's obviously, it's Satan. The Bible has clear answers clear. about this. He's called the prince of the power of the air, and he's working to, you know, according to the, to influence you to walk according to the course of this world. Right. That's what it says in Ephesians 2. Right. The world system of thought. There's a system of thought that we've just been describing that's coming from him, and it's influencing willing minds. Right. Woke. You know, his most powerful influential work <laughs> is centered on your thought life. Come on, that's true. Influencing your perspective. Yes. So that eventually you believe something. And like past, what Pastor Steve said, then eventually it start, what's in your heart that you believe runs your life. Whether it's true or false. Mm -hmm. Come on you now. Know, out of the heart come the forces of life, Scripture says. And so by getting you to take his thoughts... And act upon them, what's he doing? He's using humans to usurp your authority in the earth to get his, to get his will done. That's right. We come, come become like a snare, it says in Timothy, you know, snare, like under his snare, if you will, captive to do his will. So look at, uh, we have this up on PowerPoint, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. This is important. This is speaking of Satan. Turn to your Bibles if you have them. You want to people yeah, of Community Life Church are, are quick. They're smart. They know their way around the Bible. Glory to God. Second Corinthians four, verse four, says this about Satan's work in the earth. It says the God of this age has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Who's he talking about? He's blinding minds to the truth, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Uh -huh. So Satan is called like the God of this age. Some of your Bible translations might say God of this world. That Greek word. But the Greek word, uh -huh. if you look it up, you know, in the Greek, it says God of this age, and the word age in Greek means a space of time. So there's this, this sense of a this. limit to it. Catch it's this. a space of time because the Bible also talks about in Ephesians for the ages to come, God is going to show, you know, how good he's been to his church, to his people. And so Satan's dominion as God of this age can be likened to a lease that he mm -hmm. was given. Adam was given it first. Yeah. Adam, was, Adam and Eve were given it, and then they bowed their knee, and it went to Satan. That's right. But it's, the lease is going to end, if you will. His, the age, the God of this age, his influence will end as Jesus comes back to reign. Hallelujah. Set up his kingdom on this earth to reign and rule in righteousness. In righteousness. Not in deception, which is what you know, his influence, Satan's influence is. And so he knows his time is short. That's right. And, he's and his goal, up. though, what is his goal? Take as many with him, you know, into hell, into eternal punishment as he can. And he's going to do it, and he is doing it through deception. 
And so the world is getting, you know, trained and lulled to sleep on, on throw this away, <laughs> because he knows this is it. the truth. That's it. Come on. He knows his time is short, and so he's out to deceive. And Satan became, like you said, the god of this age whenever Adam and Eve sinned and bowed their knee to him in, in the, the garden. garden. It was a spiritual reality that occurred. When Eve started to listen to the devil, okay, then she did what? She heard that thought, and she took that thought. That's his mode of operation, your thoughts, yeah. my thoughts. And so that's why we take, like it says in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, we take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ, who is the living word. Okay, is that thought coming into my mind? Is that, hmm, does that line up with the Bible? Does that line up? Nope, I'm taking that thought captive and said, not my thought. Get rid of it. But Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed God and they listened to the devil and obeyed the devil rather than God, they gave up their authority over this earth. Yeah. It's a spiritual reality because what you say is important. What you do is very important. So the dominion. Turn to Luke. Turn yeah. To, yeah. Oh, yeah. Turn, turn to, Luke to Luke chapter. chapter. This will help. This will help. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, why do we have a time on Sunday that we stop? <laughs> it's because the children's workers. <laughs> Sometimes they're back there saying, help me! Aren't <laughs> they done yet? <laughs> I, so, I hear it from my son a lot. <clears throat> you went till quarter till. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, we might do it again. <laughs> Luke chapter 4, verse 5. Did we find it? Luke chapter 4. Now, this is going to be important for us because we're going to find out how our master dealt with Satan. Okay? Jesus is in the wilderness. He's, he's uh, for 40 days, he's fasted. All right? But the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Understand that. To be tempted. The Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. And the devil took him up on a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. That's some power. Understand that. This is a reality. And the devil said to him, to you, I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Jesus going to get it anyhow? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this is a real temptation, people. And it's a real temptation because Adam and Eve gave it to the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Satan tempts and usurps the authority of people in the earth. Yeah. See, if you remember, God says, have dominion to Adam and Eve. Yeah. Have dominion. That dominion went to the devil when they started to obey him. Yeah. Yes, 
the Bible is a legal book, folks. It's legal in the spirit realm, Your Honor. <laughs> it's real. But the devil comes and blinds the minds of the people who, who, who are hungry for power. That's just really the, the, the right people. He, he's going to deal with those people who want power and are greedy and want fame. Like the tech giants. Mm-hmm. Soros, the billionaire, you know, Bezos, Amazon, you know, they're all blinded by pride. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. <laughs> we could go we could, Yeah, we could name them <laughs> all. Who's leading what country? We'll call them out. Listen. You know what defeated the devil? Humility. And the word of God. Yeah, the word of God. Jesus the living word of God hallelujah you know I've heard Pelosi use language that's from the satanic bible I have heard Hillary Clinton, Clinton use phrases that are from occult practices in interviews in interviews folks but how did Jesus answer the temptation let's keep looking Verse 8, this is a real good example for us, and we have to have our ears and our hearts receptive to how we should be doing battle. Okay, listen, verse 8, Jesus answered, it is written, it's written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. You got to understand that there were temptations in the wilderness. Every time Jesus defeated those was when he quoted the word of God. He spoke the word of God. He is the word of God. <laughs> he is the truth. And listen, if we're not familiar with the truth, how are you going to discern if it's a lie? Yeah, and run with it. <laughs> and our battle, ultimately, it's our, our battle is not with flesh and blood. Come on now. It's with spiritual realities. Ephesians chapter 6 will help us with that understanding. But the weapons of our warfare are what? It's the armor of God. Yes, Ephesians chapter 6 talks about it. But the only offensive weapon in Ephesians chapter 6 is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Mm -hmm. right. Jesus used it right there. Right. And listen, we use the Word of God in prayer. Yeah. yeah. We pray the Word of God. Right. right. So there's a spiritual battle, obviously, going on for the hearts of people. Behind everyday scene of life, That's there is so a true. spiritual battle, a clash of wills. Again, yes. If you will, Satan's will is that people die in their sin. They don't believe the gospel. He blinds their minds. That's stupid. Don't go there. Cancel that channel. You know, he's working behind the scenes. He wants people to suffer eternal punishment yep. all the while. God's will is that none perish. But all would come to repentance. Hallelujah. 
and turn from their sin and find the everlasting life that Jesus came to bring us. Eternity is at stake. This is really, this is really what's at stake. And so many people are living just with this narrow mindset of, you know, that this life that I live, I have to make this everything. Well, right. this is getting us ready for eternity, where you will spend eternity. Yeah. And so if God's will is that none perish, but all find everlasting life, how does his will come to pass in the earth? We see all this stuff happening. What are we supposed to do as Christians? Pray, yeah. Come on, pray. <laughs> Remember what Jesus told his disciples? Pray like this. You know, our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. What comes next? Your kingdom come. Your will be done. That's right. On earth as it is in heaven. So we must be praying the will of God. And so although we've been given such a great salvation, we've been blessed, it says, with every spiritual blessing right. in heavenly places. You know, in love, it says he chose us from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. He adopted into his family. You know, the, the vast majority of Christians are take, partaking of none of that life and blessing. Why? This is because of ignorance of this. That's right. Because they don't value this enough to go, I must, as Come a on. child of God, this is my lifeline to know him. This is my, the bread for my spirit to eat. And know him. And so I think sometimes why? It's, it's ignorance. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. That's right. And I think many people, I don't know, people might think, well, if, God, if it's God's will, it's just going to somehow come into my life. Not happening You know, if I give way. my life to Christ, then that's as though that's, I'm just going to wait now and let the blessings fall on me. <laughs> oh, here comes a big one, you know. <laughs> Look out! It's a big one. <laughs> But see, God's will for your life and for my life and for the life of the church and the life even of, of the world, what right. his plan is, you know, it's not going to manifest and be done without praying for his will to be done. We must pray God's will for him to, you know, he, he brings his power. He's watching over, it says, his word to perform it. That's and right. He, so we must know these things and believe and become a praying people. I really believe in the days ahead, God is going to be doing this inside the church. I believe the prayer bring, meeting will look like I this. I believe that at some point, the church will slowly but surely begin to wake up and realize, whoa, I, prayer is awesome and it's moving things in the spirit. That's right. And so God, when you look at America, you know, I think he's given us this grace period if you will. And we're in it. I mean, but persecution of the church is getting closer. You know, we're we're still meeting here talking, we can say some things. Um, you know, it's not being followed the way it is in other countries. So we need to use our time wisely. Mhm. Mm we need to awake, awake, as Scripture says in Ephesians 5, oh, sleeper, you know, rise from the dead and let Christ shine on you. Yep. And be careful how you walk. And, you know, to use your time wisely. So God expects his church to be ready for when he comes. And in the meantime, be watching and praying yes. the will of God into the earth. I mean, God has a love for the lost. We have to remember there's a harvest of lost people out there. That'll die and go to hell without the knowledge of the gospel. Yes. And so we need to be praying 
for opportunities. Like, we just can't go, oh, that's too bad. Oh, that's so sad. No. We should pray for opportunities to, yes. to speak to somebody. Be part right? of the harvest. And pray for their heart to be softened. Yes. God, soften their heart so that whenever they hear truth, they're drawn to it. People need those prayers. They absolutely need those prayers, and God is giving us time. Yes, he is. You know, while there's peace, a certain measure of peace in this country, use our time wisely. Yes. Hide away God's word inside of our hearts so that we have strength of spirit, we have discernment. Yes. You know, Jesus came to give us life, it says. Jesus came to give us life. And have it more abundantly is right. But he also said, my spirit, my words are spirit and life. This is it. Yeah. You, you got to read it and know the word of God. Yeah. And so you have to remember, this is his will. Mm -hmm. God's word is his will. And if we're <laughs> and going so to have his will on this earth, we have to pray it. We have to bring it. Thy will. He said, done. thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He's talking to the Father. Thy will be, he said, he told his people, he said, pray like this. Yeah. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's our responsibility to do that. Just like Pastor Mamie says, you know, in the book of John, first chapter, he says, he has enlightened every man. Do you understand what that means? That means when you speak the truth to somebody, it resonates within them. So you have the Holy Ghost in you, and he knows everybody's heart. He knows how to, let's say, ring that bell, so to speak, hit the heart. The worst part is, is most people bang their head against the wall until their skull is cracked, and then they say, oh, I need Jesus. There's many people that all you have to do is say, you know, God loves you, and he has a way to have your sins forgiven. And then you explain. You give them your own story. But if we want to really unleash the power of God in our lives, this is how we have to do it. If we want to in, release the power of God for our family, for our children, for our neighborhood, you know, for our, for our city, for our country, actually for the whole world, we have to be praying the will of God. Pray it. Praying the will of God. We pray scripture back to the Lord because it's his word. It, it, there's so much that he says. Uh, like Pastor May saying, we got to remember, this book is the will of God. Yeah. It's the will of God. Look, I, I don't know if we should turn to these scriptures. No, they're up on PowerPoint. Oh, okay. Because the word of God just won't fall on you. Like Pastor Mamie says, oh, I gave my life to Christ and I'm waiting for all those spiritual blessings to fall on me. You'll wait all your life. And you'll shrivel up on the vine because you aren't taking the sap from the vine. You need the word of God. We need to pray the word of God back to God. Jeremiah. 
Chapter 1, verse 12 says, this is God speaking. Listen, this is God speaking. He says, I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. And he's waiting for you. He's waiting for me to pray his word for our lives, for our family's life, for our neighborhood, for our country, for the world. Especially for our brothers and sisters who are being killed because they believe Jesus Christ. Sometimes you can get jealous of them because you're still here. But we have a job to do while we're here. Seek and save the lost. Be a witness for Christ. Isaiah 55, 11 says, so, This is God speaking. This is God speaking. He says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing which I've sent it. Look at that. We don't need to fumble around in prayer. We don't need to lose confidence in prayer. We need to pray God's word back to him. If you're born again, look at what it says here in James. This is talking about born-again believers. This isn't talking about a prophet. This isn't talking about a pastor. This isn't talking about an evangelist. It, or an, uh, Listen what it says. The James, earnest heart. James 5, 16. I'm sorry. No, it was just, I was just. The earnest, heartfelt, continued Prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its working. See, if you're born again, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is you. Prayer unleashes the power of God in your life. (laughs) You know, I think... When we're talking about praying, you might be asking yourself, so what exactly do you mean by praying the scripture? Because, you know, sometimes people think, well, praying, I'm praying. Oh, God, help my child uh, today at school. And, you know, that's that's an okay thing to pray. Um, But there are specifics in the word of God. When we take the word of God, Oh, God, help my marriage. How? You know, like you might just say, oh, God, help my marriage. Or bless so-and-so. Bless this. Bless them. I think, you know, God's saying my word is what's not going to return to me void. My word is what I'm going to perform. So this is why we want to go a little deeper than that surface kind of prayer and actually say, well, what is God's uh, viewpoint and perspective about yes. my child's life or my life. It's like, what does the word have to say? And of course, this has to do with revelation. We talked about this last week that we want to have our eyes open to mm-hmm. see spiritually, like the bigger picture of life versus just the day to day things. It's great. Yes, please help, you know, Johnny win the tournament on Friday. Well, that's nice. But, you know, we also want our son and daughter to know Christ. Yes. And have their eyes open to see uh, the world through God's eyes. And so that prayer, to me, would be a little bit more important than help my child win the tournament. That's fine. That's an okay prayer. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) 
But let's t- turn to Ephesians 1. Oh, yes. Chapter 17. We're just going to use the little bit of our time left here just to Excuse- kind of illustrate what we mean by praying the Scripture. We do this often uh, at our prayer <coughs> meetings. We find ourselves, you know, looking at what Scripture says about who we are in Christ or about the state of the world. And, and rather than just kind of talking to God about how we feel about it, it's like, well, what does God want? What is his will for it? And so Ephesians chapter 1, let's say starting in verse 17, this is a prayer that Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus. And then these people had signs and wonders and, uh, you know, they, were, <laughs> they had a lot going on in the church, and, and yet Paul prayed for them, that the eyes of their heart would be opened up, mm-hmm. that they'd have greater understanding of who they were in Christ and the inheritance that they were given. Oh, this is how you prayed. So this is how he prayed. Verse 17, he said, for I, I, I'm praying to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, and we want to personalize the prayer. So you would turn this towards your, make it personal for you, that you would, God, I'm praying that you'd grant me, give me. I want a spirit. I need a spirit of wisdom yes. and revelation and the knowledge of you. I need to know you more, Lord. Having the eyes of my heart, verse 18, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Yeah. Flood them with light. Download so into me. So that I can know and understand. It says here, the hope of my calling. How many of us really understand our identity in Christ, and, and what it means to become a new creation. Come on now, this is like, good preaching here. Like, I need my eyes open to this, so it's like, Lord, please open my eyes, flood them with light mm-hmm. that comes from your word, that I could understand the hope of my calling in you, and the riches of your glorious inheritance. Yes. Like I said before, so many people live far below what they've been given in an inheritance. Well, I can't, and I don't feel like it. Wrong. It's like we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's how you talk. That's how you defeat the enemy. But we have to be praying his will in order to get to those places, in order for our mind to be renewed, in order to recognize that is stupid, stinking thinking (laughs) over here, you know. Dumb. I don't think that way anymore. I don't think that way anymore. That's not my thought. Yeah. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Because as God begins to reveal, your eyes get open. That's what you start to do. The warfare yep. gets more intense. But, you, but now you're like hitting the target. You're not just beating the air like Paul said. Like you're, try, you're, going, you're taking the sword of the Spirit and you're cutting off the head of the enemy. So we have to know these things, but... That doesn't happen without prayer. We have to take time. This is what we say, use our time wisely. Mm-hmm. Come yep. to a prayer meeting. If you're still, you still say, I don't get it, just come and sit and listen. Or take this prayer, Ephesians 1, verse 17, go down to 23. Yes. And begin to pray it over your life. Pray it over your children. Yes. God, I'm asking you, Father, that my son or daughter would understand the power that's at work in them. 
the power, you know, the resurrection power that you exerted in Christ, you raised him from the dead, that Same overcoming power. power. Yes. God, I pray you open up my son or daughter's eyes to see it and walk in it. That's praying the will of God. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to perform. I'm watching over, it says, my word to perform it. Well, if I just say, help my son, help my daughter, God's going to be saying, well, exactly what do you want me to do? Well, I want you to open their eyes yes. to see. I want you to, I pray that they would have an overcoming spirit. Like Daniel, 10 times smarter than my teachers. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. You start this young with your kids, even if they're not young, start, to, start praying this. Yeah. You know, you want to break the power of the devil. And the only thing that he's going to listen to is the word of God. You know, sometimes these emphasis that mess you up are just like this. And I pictured that in my mind. I have the sword of the Spirit, and I just smash them. But I smash them with the word that I'm speaking, you know, the words I... that I'm praying. Ephesians chapter 3 is another great prayer. Another great prayer to pray. Oh, please yeah. fill this place up for prayer on Tuesday. Yeah. If you can't come Tuesday, fill this place up Wednesday night. You, if you, if you are just working this and trying to figure this out, please come. Yes. And you, you come and just be a student of what you hear. Yeah. Because God will move on your heart. And the more people that come and agree in prayer, Jesus says, where two or three are. Gathered and if, in his name. Gathered in his name. And they ask God for something. He said he'll do it. You know, I think about the scripture, it's in Isaiah, that says when the enemy comes in like a flood, and that's kind of what we started at the beginning of this message saying, the spirit of Antichrist yes. seems like he's flooding. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord, the rest of that scripture says, will raise up a standard against yes. him. And so the standard is the word of God. So this is the standard. This is why we want to pray the word of God. We want to lift it up and honor God this way and say, we believe your word. Yes. And we believe as we pray your word, you're moving in the spirit. Thy will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Father God, we thank you for your word. We are such blessed people that you've given us a Bible that we can freely read in peace in our home father i pray that you would help us not to be time wasters lord that we would set apart time for you daily open up your word ask you open up the eyes of my understanding when i read this holy spirit i want to know you i need more i need more revelation one thing that the devil wants to do because you and i were created in the image of god one thing that was offered to mankind that was not offered for the devil and his demons was forgiveness of sin. That's why he hates you. That's why he's deceived anybody who listens to him. Listen, just because you're good, you're not going to heaven. Just because you're bad doesn't mean you're condemned to hell either. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He came to this earth and he paid the price for your sin and my sin. He hung on the cross, willingly dying for your sin, dying for my sin, the sins of the world. You've got to understand this is a spiritual reality. He became sin. 
Jesus said he went into the middle of the earth for three days. On that third day, he rose again from the dead and he defeated hell, the grave, and death. And then he's offering to the whole world how to get free from darkness. How to be free. How to become pure. No matter what you've done, the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you from all sin, all unrighteousness. But you have to do something. You have to believe it. You have to surrender to Him and say, Yes, Jesus, I have sinned against you willfully in thought, word, and deed. But I'm coming to you now. I'm coming to you now, and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean by your blood, Jesus. Cause me to be born again. You do that, the Spirit of God will come right in your right into you. Because you're a spirit being. You're going to live forever. Where you live is determined on that very prayer. Or you're ignoring it. You're making a decision against Jesus. Jesus says, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. See, this is a war. It's a war. Whether you believe it or not, it's a war. And it's unseen. Anyone here want to take the right way for the rest of their life? And that's Jesus Christ. I'm asking you to raise your hand here. Raise your hand. Be bold. I see that hand. Anyone else? I see that hand. I see that hand. Jesus is, is he's, he's excited. And he's here. Anyone else? I want you to pray this prayer. Did I see another hand come up? I want, uh, I want the, everybody to pray this prayer. And especially you that raised your hand. Pray this prayer out loud. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I stand before you, I stand before you, needy, needy. I need, I need Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. I believe, I believe, He came to this earth, He came to this earth, and He died on a cross, and He died on a cross for my sin, for my sin. I believe, I believe, He went into the center of the earth. Went into the center of the earth and completed the mission. He completed the mission. And when he rose again, when he rose again, he freed me from the grave. He freed me from the grave. He freed me from sin. He freed me from sin. And I'm on a new journey now. I'm on a new journey. Now. I surrender my life to Jesus. I surrender my life to Jesus. From now on, Lord. From now on, Lord. Empower me. Empower me to live for you. To live for you. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. Jesus! <laughs> Jesus. Yes! Now, if you said that prayer, or you should have said that prayer, our prayer workers will help you go deeper and show you what just happened. What kind of miracle just happened. Whether you felt something or not, if you believe that in your heart, you have it. You have overcoming power no matter what is presented, what kind of situation you're in now, or what's before you. And the way to solidify what just happened, if you raised your hand, you, 
go over to the prayer team over here because just beginning to speak about it is going to lay that foundation inside of your heart of what Christ just did yes. for you. And so, glory to God.